everyone. Thanks so much for joining me on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. We have two guests today from Encoda, Lisa Taylor, their CEO, and Sam Ambrose. Did I say that right? Sam Ambrose? You did. Good job. VP of Strategic Partnerships. How are you both doing today? We're good. How about you? I'm good. Fantastic. I'm excited to chat with both of you and uh, we, we typically dive right into this. So Lisa, we'll, we'll start, give us a quick background and then Sam, we'll kick it over to you. Awesome. Thanks, Jared. Um, as you mentioned, you got my last name right, kind of similar to yours. So that was easy for you as a layup. You're welcome. Um, as as Encoda's uh, CEO, I am in charge of leading the corporate strategy and growth for Encoda. Before I joined Encoda, I was the CEO of a super cool business called It's Never Too Late. And we were in the engagement technology space um, for senior living. As Sam knows, um, I'm very passionate about organizational health and strategy for a business. Um, and since joining Encoda, it's probably been one of my most favorite things to do. Um, I've been in healthcare IT technology leadership for, I'm just going to say over 25 years, Jared, without leaving too much of my, <laughs> it's been a long time. I've been in healthcare IT leading businesses. So this is just another cool opportunity um, in the revenue cycle management space for me to continue to do that. Um, so I've been in sales, marketing, and business development really since graduating college. Uh, most relevant to our conversation here today, I've been in healthcare IT about 17 years. Uh, I started off working for a medical device company that made a, a medical device. It's, just, it's very small, it's like the size of a grain of rice that went inside other medical devices to identify a medical device that's in someone's body, outside their body, without putting a patient into surgery. And part of that process, there was like a personal health record component that tied to it that led into an EHR, which led me to, uh, I went to work for a, a company named Pulse Systems, which was in Wichita, Kansas. I had to travel between Fort Lauderdale and Wichita routinely, uh, but it was an EHR, PM and RCM company. And so I was with them. I was their chief marketing officer and VP of sales for the Southeast. And then my next uh, healthcare stint was with uh, Modernizing Medicine here in Boca Raton, Florida. And then I've been with Pulse, uh, sorry, I've been with Encoded now for about just over five and a half years as their VP of sales. I started off as VP of sales and marketing and now has evolved into VP of strategic partnerships. And you both have your your swag on today, different colors, but I'm I'm digging the the polos here. Excellent, totally uncoordinated color, by the way. I, I did think about calling you, Lisa, and say, "Are we doing black? Are we doing white?" Well, you know, I, I tried my black one on earlier this week, so I thought I would switch it up today, Sam. So I'm glad we had the whole mental telepathy thing going on. Nicely, Love nicely it. done, marketing leader. <laughs> and. So a couple things, whenever we have guests on, there's people that already know about you, but my favorite people that, that end up listening to these, it's, it's those opportunities where someone's hearing about you for the first time. I love those interactions. So, um, I would love to hear from both of you, a general overview of where Encoda is today, who you serve, like who that ideal partner customer looks like. Um, so hopefully, you know, someone listening to that, a light bulb goes off and is like, wow, that's pretty cool. Okay. Well, why don't I start? Um, the whole reason I came to Encoda was because nobody does what we do. And, and don't forget, I have, I just told you, I've got, I had background in the space for several years before coming here. And when I learned about the company and 
read the descriptions, started interviewing the people. I was like, oh my God, like if, if this is, if this is real, this is fantastic. And it is real and it is fantastic. And I'm going to tell you why. So basically what we do is we're a software company and we live between a practice management system, the clearinghouse and the payer. So if you think of us as a middleware, we really are, are here to complement a PM system, but really help make a medical biller's job easier. So today, if you're a medical biller today, you're logging in and out of multiple systems to work denials, rejections, et cetera. You're, you're in a PM, you're logging in and out of the clearinghouse, you're logging in and out of payer websites to find information about claims, work claims, rejections, denials, resubmit, whatever the case may be. What Encoda does is we pool all those disparate pieces of data together into one workflow tool. So the medical biller can just stay focused on claims that need attention. They're not really hunting, looking for things that are broken. We're serving it up to them. They, they open up the queue. They can see what's wrong, the remark and reason code, and fix it. Now, there's a lot of technology behind all that. Um, you know, we'll, we can talk about that in more detail if you want, but there's a lot of things that Encoded does to automate manual processes. And, and again, that's really what makes us exciting. And, and kind of like I was telling you in the beginning, Jared, before we got started, normally, you know, we make, we make a lot of contacts at trade shows like most people do in our space. But normally when the right person comes to the booth and they start taking a look at the software, their normal first reaction usually is like, oh my God, where have you been all my life? Because there really isn't anything like Encoda out there on the market. Yeah, I, I will add this. Um, Sam, thank you. That was, that was awesome. But when I was first learning about this business, Jared, I've done lots of things, as I mentioned, in healthcare IT, never medical billing. So at first I'm like, revenue cycle, medical billing, like, gee, really? Until, like Sam said, until I understood what Encoda does. And I think what was most interesting for me is our value proposition may be different for each client in a nuanced way, depending on how their practice management system works, how their clearinghouse may interact with them. So what's interesting about what we can do is different practices or medical billing companies see what we do for them a little bit differently. So for me, it's like, it takes revenue cycle and medical billing. It makes it exciting, which sometimes those two words don't belong in the same sentence for lots of people. So <laughs> I love it. Um, I love your chemistry, by the way, both of you have, uh, the, the transitions are nice. The laughs, uh, it's, it's, I don't want to say rare, right. But it's so great when you can have those type of relationships. It, it, it just, it ensures the success of what you're building too. So, um, I would we talk about fit, right? I would like to talk a little bit about the fit that you know. How does Encoda? You, you told me some great things about the overview of the company and where things are at. How does Encoda fit in the current state of both practice management and revenue cycle management, though? That's a good question. Um, I would, in my opinion, you know, most of the EMR companies out there that do EMR, PMR, CM. Most of them, I would say 90% of their time is spent on the clinical side of the world in the EHR. There hasn't really been a lot of innovation in practice management in a long time. And I'm not suggesting that those companies don't improve their PM systems. They do. But the things I've described to you, at least at a high level, and if, if we got down into the details, it would become pretty clear, pretty obvious. You know, the things Encoda does to help bridge those gaps the workflow gaps between a PM system and a clearinghouse and payers are really things that a traditional PM system 
doesn't do, and I'll give you an example. If you have, and it's, this is even how the company started, where our co-founders were working with, I tell people all the time, we were born in a pediatrician's practice. I know it sounds a little bit punny, um, but it's true. So when the co-founders started the company, they were working with a group that was growing. They had five MDs. They grew from five MDs to 129. In that whole conglomerate, they were dealing with multiple practices that had multiple PM systems with multiple clearinghouses, multiple tax IDs, and they knew that there had to be a better way. So what they started to do is that's where Encoda was really born and the name comes from, which I could explain later. But long story short, they were challenged with pulling all these different sources together into one work queue so billing could be consolidated really under one roof. But more specifically than the work of doing the billing was what are they learning during the claims process? Why are claims getting rejected and denied? How can we prevent a denial from, from happening, right? What can we do before a claim ever leaves our hands or leaves our software system to prevent that from happening? And when it does happen, what can we learn from it to prevent it from happening next time? So a lot of the charge of what Encoda does is we're a rules-based system and we can customize rules by payer, by plan. And, and I've, again, I've been in the industry a while. I don't know any PM system or clearinghouse for that matter that can do it the way Encoda does it. That's what makes us special. Yeah. And we have the ability, Jared, to integrate with multiple practice management systems, multiple clearinghouses. So the fact that you may run a certain practice management system and it, we can do the integrations across multiple and so it doesn't really matter to us. We kind of want to stick to our knitting, the way Sam described it, where we can help. And it really doesn't matter what practice management, EHR, clearinghouse, payers, we kind of fit very nicely into that whole ecosystem. Again, to Sam's point, where many, many companies don't operate. Right. And just to take it a step further, Jared, I want you to understand the power of this. When Lisa talks about one system, meaning if we can work across multiple PM systems and multiple clearinghouses, if you're an MSO or if you're an RCM company or if you're a private equity firm and you own multiple practices on different brands and different PM systems and different clearinghouses and you do your own billing or outsource it to a third party, all of that can be done in one workflow tool of Encoda inside it. We call it Encoda back office, but it's consolidating all those different practices, tax IDs, providers, payers, locations into one work queue, regardless of the PM system, regardless of the clearinghouse, regardless of the payers. That's the sweet spot. That's what, and that's what when really, and again, when I joined this business, I was trying to understand. So I knew where's the value. Someone tell me where, explain to me where we bring value to the market. And it was like one of those light bulb moments for me. I'm like, oh, the way Sam just described it, I'm like, okay, now I get it. Now I get it. Now that's the kind of you know, the customers we need to go look for, right? We can bring the most value to those like Sam just described. The other thing, not only Encoda Back Office sits and does that, on top of that, we have an analytics platform. Again, one single platform called Maestro Analytics that then lays on top of what we just described to bring clarity, very concise data and reporting to consolidate all the information that may be very disparate underneath Encoda back office. And how how do partnerships like play into your, your growth strategy? I know recently you announced a, a collaboration with Veridime. 
um, as, as one of your channel partners. So maybe start off by talking a little bit about that Veridime relationship. And then, you know, I'm a big fan of these partnership channel partner relationships. How do those factor into Encoda's growth moving forward? It's a big factor in our in our growth to this point. It's a big factor in our growth moving forward. And a lot of that is for the reason I, I had kind of started off by saying, like, we're very excited about the Veridime relationship for a few reasons. The biggest is they have a huge base of clients, right? So Veridime, if you know, if you don't know, is formerly Allscripts. No one ever got fired for bringing Allscripts into their practice. Um, our ability to do some of these features and functionality that we were just talking about and bring that to a Veridime client is huge because the Veridime PM system, although it recently won an award from BlackBook Research for 50 or more providers as one of the best PMs on the market, there's, there are things that Encoda is doing in our software program that are, are not prevalent in Veridime's PM. But it's not just Veridime's PM. It's really any PM on the market. And when the PM companies or the EMR companies that offer practice management, they want to have that innovation. They want to try to be best of breed. They want to differentiate versus their competitors. But again, most are focused on the EHR side of the world. So when we meet a group like that, when they see what we do and really understand, oh my God, if we started working together, these are the, th like, the things we could be doing together are endless. But to bring it to their current client base would be a huge lift for them. To, to bring it to new clients as they're out there, you know, pitching against the other folks in the space, it's a, it's a big benefit. Yeah. Jared, think about, if you think about what Encoda does, any practice management system is oxygen to our business. We, we don't exist. We don't exist without them. So the fact that partnerships underscore everything we do I mean, it underscores everything we do. Everything we do is made possible by data exchanges between practice management systems, clearinghouses, and payers. So to Sam's point, not only do we bring the value to their clients and enhance what they're doing for their clients, we got to have it. We got to have it. We got to have our partnerships to be able to be successful. So I'm going to throw this out to you, Jared. Um, have you ever heard of BASF? You remember the company BASF, their tagline was, we don't make the products you use, we make the products you use better. So what sometimes I tell people, look, we don't make the PM systems you use, we don't make the clearinghouses you use, we make them better, right? We're a great complement to both of those disparate pieces of data. And again, when, when the billers start seeing what they can see in what we can offer and know that they don't have to toggle back and forth between multiple systems to do their job every day, they love it. I love it. I, I love uh, I love that approach. Again, I've always been a huge fan of these partnerships. I think uh, the way that you two talk about them too, and 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 how they are so important, it it really kind of warms my heart to hear that because so many companies, I think they they want to have a partner strategy, but they they don't talk about it the way that you both did, right? It's kind of like it's part of it, but like I think when companies can go all in on these partnership strategies, it benefits all parties, right? So um, I, I love that approach. Not just the parties, it benefits the clients. Our mutual, right, we have one goal, right, is make our clients happy, right, and make sure that we're bringing them value. Together, we can bring additional value. That's where it's super cool. I love it. Well, what's what's next for Encoda? What, what's really exciting, both of you, as uh, we head into the new year? Sam, you want to go? You know I've got my favorites, but I, I'll, let you, I'll let you start, and I can, I can add my, it is Christmas. Time too, so. 
Yeah. So look, our you know having more partnerships with some of the biggest names in the industry that's vital to us, and it's something that you know I I changed my job essentially about a year ago strictly to focus on that um, because I do think we could bring tremendous value to the EMRPM company and also to their clients. So as we head into 2024, that's the number one thing, like the top on my list is to go out there and establish more strategic partnerships. The biggest benefit outside of those partnerships is there's groups out there. So MSOs and private equity groups that, that do roll-ups in different uh, industries or different specialties of medicine. This is a big deal because we can solve problems for them that they're having today. And again, once they see what we do and really understand how it could benefit them, it's a world of difference. So we want to from a prospecting standpoint, outside of establishing those relationships with the largest EMRPM vendors out there, they don't, they don't have to be the largest, but just expand in that space. It's those types of groups that have pretty complicated billing processes or multiple systems or multiple reporting, or if they're doing things manually that we can help automate for them, which is what we do, it's a lifesaver. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. I think the most exciting thing for me, Jared, is while what we do at the core is so valuable, when I think about what else could we be doing for our clients and our partners, when you think about the powerful data sets that we have, when you think about what Encoda does and we've described it, think about what's flowing through our data warehouse, claims, denials, rejections, payer contracts. That data is so valuable to the CEOs who are running these practices I cannot wait to focus on how do we take our data sets and analytics capabilities and put that in front of the CEOs making decisions in these practices, make what they need to see super easy. How can they then hold their payers accountable? What do their payers need to be doing that they've already contracted for them to do? How do we get a dashboard in front of the CEO that says, let me show you how your business is stacking up against your annual plan? Put, put, put what you want to do for your business into Maestro Analytics and let us measure that for you, right? How do we take our data sets and analytics and just really, really take them to the next level? So not only does our core platform need to continue to, I would say, narrow so that we stay super tight and focused, but what else from an expansion of value that we can add through our data analytics um, platforms? Well said. Uh I have one last question, by the way, a little off topic. What do you attribute to the Pittsburgh Steelers epic collapse this season? If I, you know, <laughs> Wait, who are the Pittsburgh Steelers right now? No, I'm just kidding. Okay. That's kind of what he's saying. Yeah, we don't, we don't have to talk about Pittsburgh. We can talk about, you know, horrible. Florida State, how they didn't make it, uh, whatever you want to. Oh, wait, you have two helmets back there, don't you? Oh, Oh, I shouldn't have asked about those two teams. So I'm just... happy to discuss that. <laughs> oh man, uh, no, it's pretty uh... simple to me. It's just really simple. It's it's all about wins and losses, and I can't. Me, you know, hundreds of thousands of other people can't believe that we were snubbed. I don't think we deserved it. You know, being undefeated team in Power Five, and it's funny because we get into conversations all the time, and I ask people if if we were Alabama and our quarterback went down. And and we were in the same situation. Would Alabama have gotten snubbed with their their starting quarterback was out? No. If we were in the SEC, would this have happened to us? No. So it's just been. I think definitely that the committee is sending the wrong message to not just 
college football. Um, but look at all the kids playing in high school. Look at all the kids playing in the peewee leagues. Like you just told them wins don't matter. Like they play to win the game. It's all about wins and losses. Like if we were in the NFL and you know, and that's part of the issue in Pittsburgh, right? Kenny Pickett went down. You can see the team's not doing well. But what if the team had won the last four games? They'd be sitting right at the top of the wild card, right in the place. Are you going to tell them, oh, Kenny Pickett, your quarterback's out, so you can't be in the playoffs? You're not going to do that. Just It's just bad, man. Okay, Jared, did you set him up for this? Because this sounds exactly like the conversation Sam and I had right after that weekend happened. But it's gotten better. Yeah. Your, your response has gotten much more fine tune sam since um... i'm gonna say something controversial that both of you won't like uh, i think they should have made it i think you should be happy they didn't make it why it's just like when the buffalo bills made the super bowl every year i know they were all excited that the buffalo bills made it but then when they lose right. I, I just he was a special talent it should not have affected that but yeah. i don't see them winning that first that that game well, would you have said that if we were in the CFB and all of our guys that are now declaring for the NFL are not going to play that game, we're playing that game because I think we can beat Georgia. Like, I always think we can beat anybody. It doesn't matter who it is. And and I'll be honest with you. Like, I thought I was most worried about Georgia over anybody else. And look who we're ending up playing. Yeah, it's uh, I, I think we need a sports show is what this is just this just created, by the way. Uh, but uh, w if we do, yeah, we're bringing you two back on. We're going to talk about that. Well, Jared, but, I'll take uh, your job. I'll ask the questions and then you and Sam can talk about football. How about that? What is trade? I'll tell you what, you can already, like we would already do a better job than the analyst you see on TV. I mean, I feel like just watch one game and you're already better than what's out there. So it's uh, it's it's definitely interesting. Did you see the news? I don't know if you saw the news this morning. We've all been working, but I've been keeping up with it. So the board of trustees at Florida State had an emergency meeting today. They decided that they're going to file a lawsuit against the ACC for negligence, failure to perform. Really? Today. They're filing it. Today. No way. Huh. I, I think with all the money, you're going to see everyone go into one giant, like it's just going to be one league, just like the NFL. Yeah. And the best teams play the best teams. And then you expand the playoff. It'll be awesome, actually. Like really, really good when they do that. Let's get rid of the conferences, put everybody in. By the way, they, you know, people will say, oh, well, next year it's going to be the top 12. Okay. Well, you're lessening the problem, but you're still going to have the same problem with whoever's sitting at 13, 14, 15. And how are you going to decide who that's going to be? Like, it's not really fixing anything. Agreed. <laughs> um, well, I'm glad we were to talk about that a little bit too. But uh, Lisa, Sam, I'm I'm glad we were able to have you come on. We'll have to have you come on in the near future. I told you we have some other shows that you'd be a fit for as well. But uh, enjoyed the conversation. Thanks for sharing some more about the company and kind of what the outlook looks like. And uh, you know, wishing you a, a great kickoff to 2024. Awesome. Likewise. Thanks for having us. Good to meet you.